parables and talk about the nuances and the, and the tenses of the verbs and all of these things. God's Word was meant to be lived. Could we say amen to that? And this man here in, in the passage, Zacchaeus, and some of you might remember the... Um, Little children's song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Uh, he climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And that's basically the story here. And so let's just go through here and start reading in verse 1 of, of Luke chapter 19. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he, talking about Jesus, was gone to be a guest with a man, that is Zacchaeus, that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, Jesus says here, as he ends this story, he said that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And yet, at the beginning of the story, what do we have? We have Zacchaeus seeking to see Jesus. Uh, I love the way it's worded in my King James Bible. Who... He was. He had heard about Jesus. He knew about Jesus. He knew things about him, but he wanted to see for himself. And there, in these few verses here, we have the uh, one of the great uh, quandaries of the ages. We have the Calvinist on one side that, that says that Jesus picks who's going to get saved and who's going to go to hell, and nobody has a choice. And on the other side of the pendulum swing at its farthest reach are those that believe that God is going to eventually save everyone because He is love and He is good. And the truth is not to be found in either extreme. You see, Jesus came and is still seeking to save that which is lost. Aren't you glad about that? Could you say amen? amen? Aren't you glad Jesus found you if you're saved today? That He sought you 
But how many of you remember that process of moving toward Jesus? Trying to figure this thing out. Trying to see Him. And this morning I'd like to title the message, Seeing Jesus. That's what Zacchaeus did. You see, Zacchaeus could not sit in his house. He could not continue on his way. He could not keep doing everything as he was doing if he was going to see Jesus. Are we together on that? He had heard about it, but if he was going to see Jesus, he was going to have to move his position. He was going to have to move physically. He he got out there in the streets and he immediately recognized that... uh, the America, Americans with Disabilities Act had not been passed yet. Uh, that there weren't a special team of lawyers that would build ramps and platforms so that those that are vertically challenged could see over the heads of those who are not. Uh, uh, Zacchaeus began to quickly realize that where he was, he wasn't going to see anything but the back of the person in front of him. Now, I'll tell you, there's... A lot of obstacles to see Jesus. And most of them take human form. How many times have I met someone that has said, Well, if it weren't for someone in their past, I'd be a Christian. Well, Zacchaeus had lots of excuses now, didn't he? But Zacchaeus decided that no matter what he had to do, He was going to get a look at Jesus. Now, what would you think of the comptroller of the city of New York if in recent history he knew which street the Pope was going to drive on and climbed up into a tree? Do you know what would happen? Secret Service would shoot him out of it. That's what would happen. Uh... How many of you think kindly about that congressman that stole the Pope's drinking glass just so he could drink out of the same cup that the Pope did? I think that's rather bizarre, don't you? And and he called all of his friends in and said, I got the Pope's cup. He drank out of this cup and I drank out of this cup. Now, do you want to drink out of this cup? And they stuck their fingers in it. (laughs) They weren't going to drink after all that stuff. People do crazy things for religion, don't they? How many of you can remember a time in your life when you did something very silly just to be religious? Like sit in a little room and tell somebody on the other side of the curtain every wrong thing you ever did. Remember how scary that was? You remember you had to question, can this guy really take away my sin? Then you saw Jesus. And you realized that he really could take away your sin. Because he did something about it. He did something that we could see. He died on the cross. And that is recorded in the scriptures. Jesus hadn't done that yet. But Zacchaeus was willing to embarrass himself publicly. 
he climbed up in a tree. He had enough sense to figure out where Jesus was going to be. And he outran the crowd and climbed up into the tree and he was waiting. Now that would really seem on our part and our understanding of things that Zacchaeus was putting forth his effort and he saw Jesus because of the things that he did. Right? I mean, it certainly appears that Zacchaeus was doing some things. He, he was rearranging the circumstances. He was short, so he got a high place to sit so that he could see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. He wanted to see for himself. Now, I want to challenge you that as Jesus entered the city of Jericho, yea, yes, long before God said, let there be light and there was light, Jesus knew that Zacchaeus was going to be sitting in that tree because he's God. He knew that Zacchaeus' desire to see him would make him do what we might say a rather publicly embarrassing thing, a a silly thing, climb up in a tree. You see, Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus, but Jesus was waiting for him at the bottom of the tree. Do you get that? If you don't get that, the rest of the sermon won't make a whole lot of sense. You see... Jesus was not just simply observant as he was walking down the road and says, see some movement in the branches up there. That must be someone. No, he called him by name. Now, I've heard all kinds of conjectures and and things about how Jesus would know his name, but could I just simply tell you that if he knows the hair's on your head, the number of the hairs on your head. He probably had Zacchaeus' name down already. Amen. Uh, He knew who was going to be there. He knew he was going to meet. He said to Zacchaeus, so that we can all understand, he said, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Jesus already had plans to have dinner at Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus just didn't know yet. You see, Zacchaeus thought he was going to figure out who Jesus was. And you know what he found out? That Jesus already knew who Zacchaeus was. How many of you remember when you finally figured that out? You know, the world is full of people who are trying to do something to please God. The world is full of people who are trying to get God's attention. And I mean, it goes from the bizarre. I mean, we told the story of the preacher who felt like Jesus didn't hear him the first time he asked, so he yelled at Jesus. Uh, that That's bizarre. But 
I, I heard it. It was on television. It's got to be true, right? If you believe what's on television, please sign up for counseling afterwards. You, you're going to need it. Amen. Uh, but people believe all kinds of crazy things. People do all kinds of crazy things. Do you think Jesus would have had the opportunity to eat at Zacchaeus' house if he didn't climb the tree? You see, God takes our foolishness and uses it to draw us to him. You see, if Zacchaeus had just sat in his house and done nothing except wait for Jesus to show up, guess who wouldn't have showed up? See, faith, Bible faith, is not just sitting around waiting for things to happen or praying and praying and praying and hoping something is going to happen. Faith, the essence of faith, makes you do something. That's, I mean, James chapter 2, is it not? Living faith produces living works. And those living works are going to be in obedience to the words of God. That's how we know that it's a biblical faith and not a self-possessed faith. That's how we know that it's truly what the Bible is teaching and not just our thoughts or our ideals. But Zacchaeus knew one thing. Uh, it w- wouldn't be hidden. Uh, you go through the Gospels everywhere Jesus went. With very few exceptions, he had personal contact with the people he healed and the people he taught. Amen? He told the centurion, go thy way, thy servant liveth, because the centurion said, you don't even need to come into my house. He told the rich nobleman in John chapter 5 to go home, your son lives. But the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment, didn't she? Jesus touched the buyer on whom... Whose, which was holding up the body of the widow's son at name. And Jesus raised him from the dead. Jesus touched the leper and they became clean. Jesus spit in the, in the clay and made mud of the dust in his spittle and anointed the blind man's eyes that he could see. Faith does things. Faith makes you do things. Faith will make you do things that at one time you never thought you would do. Could I give an illustration? People go to church all the time. And it's been more than once someone's walked in here and said, Boy, that's the strangest place I've ever been. Well, come back. Will grow on you. No. The reason I hope you come back is because of what's in this book. That, that's what our prayer is. We want to teach what 
the Bible says. No more, no less. And all God's people said? You see, Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. Now, here is the thing that we need to get out of this story. Jesus looks up in the tree. He's he's already knows what's going to happen. Zacchaeus, because of his faith in God, he goes and he climbs up the tree. He says, I don't care who stands in my way. I don't care what happens. I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to investigate this thing for myself. I need to know who he is and I'm going to do it. And so he did. And when he got up in the tree, Jesus walks by and says, get out of the tree. He said, I'm going over to your house. This will be a whole lot easier sitting at the table than talking to you up in the tree. Amen? And so Jesus says, I must abide at thy house. And Zacchaeus received him joyfully. Now, I want you to get this thing. There is this multitude uh, of people, all of the pilgrims going to Jerusalem for Passover. Uh, they are uh, gathering here at the last major stopping point before Jerusalem, which is the city of Jericho. They've crossed over the Jordan River. They're in Jericho. If we understand our Bible correctly, Jesus gave one man, blind man sight on the way into Jericho and two others sight on the way out of Jericho. And here, Jesus was doing miracles all along the route. The, the crowd was there. They were loud. They were joyful. They were rejoicing. These would be the people that were going to cut down every palm branch on the road between the Mount of Olives and the city of Jerusalem and literally pave the road with the palm branches so Jesus could walk on them and not stir up the dust. And now we have Zacchaeus stopping the whole thing while Jesus is looking up in the tree and talking to him. And he comes down, it says, and he receives Jesus joyfully. Then starts a murmuring. Did you read that? Look what it says. And when they saw it, they all murmured saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Now, when you see that term sinner in your Gospels, it is referring to a class of Jewish people who were Jewish by heritage, but that was it. Uh, they didn't go to synagogue. They didn't pay attention to the Sabbath. They, they uh, could care less about the things that were in the Bible. They were just simply known as sinners. They were people who didn't pay attention. That was the woman that anointed Jesus' feet. And I believe it's Mark chapter 8. She was a sinner. She did not care about the rules, the laws, the Ten Commandments were just not part of her life. Same thing with Zacchaeus. He was working for the Romans. He was collecting the tax money for the Roman government. And by the way, there's lots of opportunities to make money when you collect taxes. 
Uh, don't believe these candidates when they say they're going to do away with the IRS and all this stuff. Not going to happen. Too much money involved. Not going to do it. Zacchaeus was working for the Roman government, collecting taxes, and everybody got mad. Why is Jesus going into his home? Well, we know why Jesus was going into his home. It's called faith. A faith that made him climb a tree. A faith that made him go look for Jesus, only to find out that Jesus was already waiting for him. Amen? But they all murmur. And I, I like this next thing. Is Zacchaeus heard it. How could he not? He heard everyone saying, Why is Jesus going to his house? Aren't there any righteous people in Jericho that he could eat lunch with? Why does he have to go to this man's house? He's a sinner. He's a traitor to our people. He's sold out to Rome. These are the things they were saying. They were all murmuring. It wasn't real loud, but Zacchaeus heard him. Now, what was Zacchaeus' response? And Zacchaeus stood. I mean, he just stood up. He climbed down out of that tree and he's dusting himself off and getting the bark out of his robe. And he just stands up and he's listening. And he's looking around. And they're all looking at him. And everybody's just having one of these things we call an awkward moment. And nobody knows what to do. And, and uh, Jesus is just waiting because, you see... Jesus uses even the meanness of others to display true faith in himself. Remember, faith makes you do things. It was faith that made Zacchaeus climb the tree. It was faith that brought Zacchaeus out looking for Jesus. By the way, where do you get faith? Can we do this again? Nice and loud. Faith cometh by... And hearing by the This book had done a work in Zacchaeus' life. You know, I found that there are very few people in this world that you need to explain what being a sinner is. I have met a few. Most of them are under the age of 10 years old. I've met very few adults that I've had to explain what sin is. Most of the time because they're very well acquainted with what sin is. Even a little child. You can say, do you know what sin is? Yeah. What sin? Disobeying mommy, disobeying daddy, being mean to my brother, stealing his toys... Not making my bed. Those are all sins, are they not? Now, they don't make the list of top ten in our minds, in our hearts, but it's still enough to stop you from going to heaven. Isn't that true? So everybody's murmuring. They're all looking. And they realize that Zacchaeus is listening to what they're saying. And they're mad. They don't know what to do. And so Zacchaeus stands and 
Look at the next phrase here. Verse 8, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord. You know what? Zacchaeus did not address his detractors. He did not address the murmurers. He did not try to dispel the things, Well, I was a sinner, but I'm not a sinner anymore. Was that going to be true? Oh, yeah. That was true. He believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I've come to seek and save. Zacchaeus is saved. He wasn't going to be the same old Zacchaeus. But do you see what Zacchaeus was doing here? You see, Zacchaeus understood one thing. It's called the principle of reputation. Back in the days, when uh, the Gotti family was alive and well and doing their nasty, nasty all over this city, if you were to say, oh man, John Gotti and I, we're just like this. We're good friends. I go to his fireworks thing every year. Uh, he gives nice donations to our church. Now, this never happened. All right, please. I'm just making this up. This is a... What would you think of me as a person if while you know John Gotti is a gangster and running drugs and prostitution, all the filthy, rotten, wicked things they did... And I said, our church took money from him. What, what would you think? You see, there's a thing called a principle of reputation or a testimony of people. I mean, I've gone on record and I hope I have enough character to keep my promise. But you come in and say, hey, I won the lottery, preacher. I want a tithe. You keep it. I don't want that dirty money. He said, you'd change your mind if I was holding a real check. Well, you know what? I've held a real check for $150,000 cash that was given to our church one time. I know how good that felt because it was an answer to prayer. Lottery winnings can't be an answer to prayer. I don't want it. You see, Zacchaeus, if I can put it this way, he understood what it was for people to think less of you because of your associations. Zacchaeus understood what it was for him to walk down the street and says, there's that dirty, rotten, filthy, sellout, tax collector, thief. Because he was all those things. Can I say that Zacchaeus, the faith that Zacchaeus had in Jesus Christ made him want to protect Jesus' reputation. You might have to think about that a minute. But here was Jesus who said, I'm going to go to your house. And Zacchaeus heard them all murmuring about who he was and what he was. 
And the guilt by association was casting aspersion upon the testimony of Jesus Christ. And Zacchaeus stands and stares down the people who, who are murmuring and saying all these things against him. Most of them true, by the way. He says, I want you to understand something. Because I met this man here, things are going to be different from this point forward. He made a public pledge that he was going to the bank the first business day and pulling half his accounts out and giving the money away. That'd be a pretty serious pledge to make in public, wouldn't it? You see, faith makes you do things. Does that mean if I get saved, you're asking me to give half of my stuff to the church? No, that's not what we're talking about at all. But Zacchaeus was rich, and some of his riches were not necessarily properly obtained. That's why he said, and if I've taken anything, look at the rest of that there. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Now, mind you, this was in a day where your word actually meant something. When you said something in public, it was a binding legal contract. Otherwise, you were really understood and ostracized from society. But you see, Zacchaeus said, I put my faith in Jesus Christ, and now I'm going to start acting like Him. Does that sound familiar theme from your scriptures? I mean, how many verses could I quote this morning or go to that were to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ? That we are to take His love to the world in which we live. That we are to be the testimony of Jesus Christ in the world in which we live. I mean, there are some very difficult uh, verses uh, in our Bible that this explains, uh, helps us understand very clearly and much more simple than anything you find in a commentary. Go to First John chapter 4 very quickly. We'll just pick up one of them. Verse 17, this is a verse that you get a good commentary and they skip over it because it's a little more difficult than most of the rest in the surrounding area. Verse 17 says, Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Do you think Zacchaeus physically illustrated the truth that was in that verse by standing and looking at the murmurers and the gainsayers and say, listen, things are going to be different in the Zacchaeus house from this point forward. Half my goods I'm given to the poor. If I've done anything dishonest, I'm going to straighten it out according to the law. I'm not going to be a sinner anymore and have no regard for the Ten Commandments. In fact, the Ten Commandments are going to be uh, uh, common things in my life because I want to serve Jesus Christ. Could we say amen to that? You see, then we have Jesus' testimony 
on top of Zacchaeus's. And you know what Jesus said? Go back to Luke chapter 19, if you would. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house because of your good works. Is that what it says in your Bible? That's what most people believe, isn't it? He says because he is also a son of Abraham. Now, I'm sorry that we're just not going to take time this morning, but because we have been doing this for the last several weeks on Thursday nights as we're going through the book of Galatians, we're trying to understand, as Paul was explaining, what it means to be a son of Abraham. It's not only a physical connection to him through bloodline, through heredity, through last name. It is a connection to Abraham through faith. Was not Zacchaeus illustrating the faith of Abraham by redefining his life according to the teachings of Jesus Christ? Could we say amen to that? Here's what Jesus was saying. All you people that hate this man because he collected taxes for Rome. By the way, it wasn't a sin to collect taxes from Rome. Jesus paid them. It is a sin to steal a little extra for yourself when you're collecting them for Rome. But Jesus said, he's a real son of Abraham because he's got faith. You see, I didn't come to save people that don't need saving. I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. How many of you remember the day you realized you were lost? That you finally understood that you couldn't save yourself. That you finally understood it wasn't the good things you did at church. It wasn't how many prayers you said or how many little old ladies you helped across the street or, uh, if, or how many whatever. I mean, we can just take this uh, into... Ad nauseum with all the different things that people have proposed. But when you finally just gave up and said, I can't save myself. You know what? That kind of sounds like where Zacchaeus was at the beginning of this story, doesn't it? He said... I know I can't find what I need in a synagogue. They won't let me in there. And most people who've given up on religion, it's not because they've never been. It's because they found something there that wasn't very religious. Isn't that true? And so Zacchaeus said, I'm going to go seek Jesus. How did he know to seek Jesus? You didn't have to go to synagogue to know the prophecies of the coming Messiah and the things that he would do. 
You didn't have to go to synagogue. In fact, you don't even have to be familiar at all with the Bible to understand that God is good and I am not. Amen? And so Zacchaeus let faith move him. Right up in the top of the sycamore tree. And he found Jesus was waiting at the bottom. See, it wasn't the sycamore tree that saved Zacchaeus. It wasn't him giving away his money that saved Zacchaeus. It was faith in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the same thing that saves you now. See, I'm... You don't have to be here very long to know that as a pastor I take very seriously my job to point out false and unbiblical doctrines. That, that's part of my duty as a pastor. And whether it be the work salvation of the Orthodox Catholic uh, sacrament-based type religions or whether it be the uh, uh, false uh, uh, idea of election of the Calvinist and the Protestants, that how, how somehow that God chooses people to be saved without them having any input at it at all. These are all false ideas of salvation. There is no living person that's excluded from God's grace. Because that same sun that keeps you warm keeps them warm. The same rain that gives you life gives them life. God's grace is to every living person on this planet. But if you're going to get saved, it's got to be personal. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. To pay the price for your personal sin. And you can go to church every day of your life for the rest of your five lifetimes or a thousand if you believe in reincarnation. Uh, But no matter how many lifetimes you might think you have, it won't get you one step closer to the cross. It won't get you one inch closer to entering heaven's gates. Only faith will take you there. When you get there, you're going to find out Jesus is waiting for you. You know why? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. But here's the catch. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, Zacchaeus believed in Jesus. Because he had faith, God let him climb a sycamore tree. Because he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, he changed the way that he lived. His life now protected, if we can use this term, The change in Zacchaeus' life, let me word it this way. 
made Jesus look better, didn't it? Wow, that old skinflint never gave a penny to anybody. Now he's giving away half his goods. What happened? Jesus did. He sure wasn't very honest today. He stole from me. Here's four times what I stole for you because I'm making things right. What happened to you, Jesus? You know, we have people who preach that you can get saved and all you do is say, please, Lord, save me, amen. Nothing changes and that's salvation. Didn't happen that way for Nicodemus. I mean, uh, didn't happen for Nicodemus or Zacharias or anybody in the Bible. Amen. Nicodemus had to give up some other things. See, Nicodemus had the reputation and all those things. And he had to surrender all that to show up with Joseph of Arimathea and bury the crucified Christ. But you see, faith will bring you to Jesus because he seeks to save that which is lost. And we get frustrated and discouraged, I'll tell you. Not asking for anything at all, but 23 years you get frustrated sometimes. Discouraged once in a while. But you know what the answer is? It's remembering Jesus. I think I sought him, but he was already waiting on me. You see, he loved me. He did everything that I need. And by the way, you have some loved one who won't get saved. Here's the only comfort I can give you. Jesus already did everything possible for them to be saved. He did. You got to just simply trust in the character of Jesus. And make sure that your faith, your personal faith, makes Jesus look better. That's how we live the Christian life. Does that make sense? Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to see this simple story in the Bible, but all the things that are being taught by the life of Zacchaeus. Lord, we may have someone here today that has never trusted you as their personal Savior. Lord, we pray that they would understand that true faith moves you. You can't stay where you are. You've got to go to Jesus. But when we get there, we'll know that Jesus already loved us and gave himself for us. And it's because of his love and his work that we're being drawn to Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we walk through this life, Lord, that we would not be satisfied with just surviving, but that we would 
put to silence the murmurers by living a life that makes you look better. That's why you saved us. We can't save ourselves. There's nothing we can bring to you that you would need or desire. But if we'll just surrender our souls to you, you'll save us and use us to bring glory to your name. Lord, we ask that this would be true. We ask it be true in our missions conference coming up in just a few days. That we would understand this thing called faith. Lord, I ask that you would let us work. By faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together.